so they started to help with my sleep. Mm. My cortisol levels would be high in the morning, and of course that can make me feel quite anxious. So then that would bring that down. So I was able mm. to rebalance my whole life with two tiny drops mm. under my tongue. Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes, and you're listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, a podcast that explores what makes us feel good to improve our mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. Whether it's a dopamine hit from reaching a career goal, a rush of oxytocin from spending time with loved ones, a surge of serotonin from practicing self-care, or a fitness class to send endorphins soaring, everyone's definition of what makes us feel good is very different. My next guest, Meg Matthews, icon of the Britpop era turned founder of Meg's Menopause, is here to tell me about hers. Meg, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Hattie. It's a real pleasure for you to come and see me here. Um, so growing up uh, in the 90s, you were yeah. a real icon and a, and a trendsetter in a lot of ways. And now you're a trendsetter in a different capacity. I know, isn't that mad? And, uh, you're kind of making menopause cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I never thought I'd be here today and I did, really didn't even give it think that I'd be, be the face of like the poster girl, as they call yes. me, for the menopause. But And it's like, you know, sort of, I didn't even know what the menopause was. That's mm. what I wanted to say. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the word perimenopause and menopause had only really come into my psyche like six years ago. Mm. So I was never going to think, wow. And and now I did manage to, something that was the one of the worst times of my life mm. has now t- turned out to be the best part of my life because of being of service to women. Yeah. You were saying those, you know, serotonins and, you know, oxytocin and all those things. Mm. You know, when I wake up every day and I know that I'm going to be of service to women and I really buzz off the fact that, mm. like today, I was running in the gym and then this lady said, oh, yesterday you were talking about osteoporosis. I heard you as you came off and that you'd said that you'd you'd come out the red and into the, yeah. I said, yeah, I had. Mm. I said, and and then I sat down with her and I said, are you, I said, I have a, a website called Meg's Menopause. She said, oh my God. She said, this has really been hard for me for the last seven, eight years. I'm really battling. And I just sat down with her and she was this older woman. She must have been about her 60s. And then I just, I gave her the website and sat talking with her and I really left there really fulfilled. Mm. And that was 7 a.m. this morning. That's amazing. It must be yeah. such a rewarding experience. It, that's what you. I mean. The rewards that I'm feeling, you know, yeah. helping animals or helping people. Yeah. just really great part of my life. Amazing. So let's go back to talk about your yeah. career because I'm interested to hear how yeah. you all started out. So was it in PR? Is that how you got into well, uh, God, yeah. I've had such a fulfilled life, I have to say. So my, yeah, um, I hitchhiked to London when I was um, 18. Mm-hmm. And um, I did live on the streets for and squatted for about two to four years. Mm. And I worked in fashion, and then I worked for Joseph. Let's do it quickly, else we'll be here forever. <laughs> then I worked for Joseph. Then I did. My, had my own PR company at the age of 21 wow. in Covent Garden. And I used to do Naf Naf and all the stores on, like, Neil Street. Um, then I went to work in um, re- in um, in uh, a gym in Westbourne Grove, very trendy, just off Portobello Road. And um, and there I was, thought I wanted to be a trainer. They, I couldn't be a trainer because I hadn't gone to Loughborough and done a sports degree. And I just thought you could walk in and do it. Yeah. And then they broke my heart. And I was like, oh, my, stuck at the receptionist. They had a corporate membership for Warner Brothers. The head of A&R, Michael Rosenblatt, used to come in, talk to me, said that I was a really sort of it on the scene and knew what was going on. And I'd be great at, P, at A&R. And I was like, oh, no, couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah. Um, going out every night and listening to bands. And then he said, oh, look, we've, we've just signed Betty Boo and she hasn't got any. English manager would you like to look after Betty Boo she has an American manager but we need someone to run the day-to-day lives and Mm. and look after her so I became stroke PA stroke 
wouldn't say manager, but learn everything because I went in there with like my head like a like like and like a sponge and absorbed everything as I watched the way they made an album, the way she did her PR, the way that they did the promoted the records, the album, the TV. The I just went on everything, mm. did all that, and started my own um, company. You've and got then an I did work ethic. Then <laughs> so then I started my own company called Flavor Management, and then I did like all the remixes for Seal for Kylie Minogue. Not me personally. I had people that did the remixes. I signed publishing deals with all those guys I did from the from yeah I I mean major people I mean I brand new heavies um salt and pepper they're only out of the US ever remix I mean I had a really fulfilled career working with lots of people like Pete Tong London Records then after that and then I went to work at Creation Records and then after that I set up a PR company. Your work ethic is incredible though because I yeah. think you get a lot of people you know, coming up the career ladder now who, who lack that kind of graft yeah. and they think oh, they're, they're above the photocopier or you know. Oh no. Or, yeah, it's not about that. It's about working hard, yeah, getting stuck in. I've, yeah, I mean I've worked ever since I was like, I can remember even um, when I was at school mm. um, my parents, I was brought up in South Africa but when I left boarding school my parents were in North Norfolk where my dad is now and I remember, you know, I had a job like, you know, making the tea at the local cafe. And then I was one of those donut makers throughout the summer on the seaside resort. I yeah. always worked. Yeah. When I was uh, um, college, I just remember I, I worked in the fish and chips on a Friday, a mm. Thursday, Friday and a Saturday night. Mm. You know That's just I mean? testament to the kind of person you yeah. are as well. So, okay, so you've had a very, you yeah, know, very amazing, fulfilled. colourful, wow. fulfilled life. And then, yeah. so, tell me a little about your experience with the menopause then that's opened up this new chapter in your life. Yeah, so, so, when did it really hit you? It really hit me. So, um, I'm 43 now. Coming on, I'm going to be 40, 43? 53, I mean. <laughs> wow, I wish. No, I don't. 53, I'm going to be 54 in March. So, I'm about three and a half months away. Excuse me. And I... Um, Basically, um, I was about 48 mm. and I didn't really feel good. And then um, a year later, 49, I still was feeling really a bit wobbly. Mm. And um, and then it got really bad. And then I didn't end up leaving my house for three months. Mm. And, um, and then I am a recovering alcoholic. So I went to an AA meeting and if it wasn't for me going to this AA meeting, I shared about how I was feeling in this group. Mm. As I left, a lady approached me and said, I've just heard what you said and you're not going mad. Mm. And um, everything you said, I can relate to. Mm. And um, I'm going through the menopause. And I was like, oh, I went, no, 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 that's not me. Oh, my God, of course it's not me. I said, I've, um, I said, that's for little old ladies, you know, with a, with a walking stick and grey hair like my nan. And I said, that's not me. And she yeah. said, well, look, here's my number, call me. And you know when the penny drops? Yeah. I was in an Uber driving home because I couldn't drive, even drive because wow. my anxiety was so bad. It depleted my life of everything. And your GP put you on antidepressants, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. So for that 47, 48, they kept me on antidepressants because yeah. it was supposed to be like anti-anxiety medicine, but it didn't do anything no. so then I'm on these antidepressants that are just rubbish I don't mm. feel I'm just living life day to day yeah. and um, but I'm still riddled with with not sleeping at night night sweats foggy brain aching joints mm. dry mouth syndrome um, uh, anxiety fearful of life mm. um, nausea like I like morning sickness because all my hormones were doing this mm. And I had all this and I had no idea. So every time I would go into my GP, just be like, God, I'm just so, so overwhelmed with life. I can't cope. And then I would say that and then burst into tears because you've got eight minutes. And then 
um, and my anxiety, I just don't know what to do like this. Mm. It's what not his fault. Yeah. It was not my GP's fault. And I say that, you know, you know, w when you go in to see your GP, please take, go to my website. I show you how, how to navigate around your GP, mm. you know, what, what to, what to write, go to write down your symptoms. Don't try to remember because mm. you get all like this. And you're, and if your doctor isn't a menopause specialist, which is not a lot of them out there, we have to remember that they only get um, taught three hours or less on the menopause really? in the seven years That's out of 28 medical schools in the UK mm. where our GPs are trained mm. and the up-to-date stuff that I speak to with the with the menopause specialists I speak to they these GPs haven't even been trained to that because this mm. this stuff is like two three years old so if your GP is who you're going to and you've been seeing them like I'd seen my GP like the same one for like 10 years mm. They're it's, not going to know. They're not going to know, and it's not yeah. their fault. So they don't know because, you know, it's down to the government and it's down to our, you know, to retrain our GPs yeah. as well. Back and, on and the menopause. And people like you, you know, public figures who are yeah. you know, stepping into the limelight and actually making it cool. I mean, like there could be 20, 30-year-olds listening to this. Yeah. You might not think, oh, that's not me, you know, like you were yeah. in the AA, kind of, oh, it's my nanny, you know. No, I know. But it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen transition. to everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's 13 million women in the UK today going mm -hmm. through it. And a massive percentage are still at work. Yeah. And that's another place that I'm going to change. I'm when well, I'm really going to try and change. Um, yeah. So that menopause in the workplace is like women pregnant in the workplace. It yeah. starts to get looked at by HR. And it's yeah. not the responsibility of the women having to go to their HR because they, um, you know, they're exhausted in the morning. So they need mm. flexible hours or, you know, they need a few minutes to go to uh, a, set, a peaceful space where they can rehydrate, mm. get away from all these lights and open planned offices. Yeah. You know, it's just basically being aware that, you know, half the population, all these women, it's mm. going to happen to every woman. And, and hormones are complicated, aren't they? God. I mean, uh, talking about yeah. oxytocin, you know, yeah. the love hormone, yeah, I've, love, I've yeah. just I'm started weaning my baby. So yeah. I, I actually had a bit of a come down of oxytocin. I've I don't know if you that. ever breastfed or no. had this experience, but yeah, because we talk about the highs we get from yeah, these happy hormones, yeah. but you can get lows too coming of off them. So I kind of had to gradually come off breastfeeding because yeah. of that feeling. And, you know, you obviously have a drop in estrogen when you, you, yeah. when you feed baby. Yeah. So, you know, your libido gets affected, did, just yeah. similar to like the menopause. It's and you're exhausted, aren't exactly, you? Of course yeah. you are. There's all sorts going on. So yeah, I mean, there's just a myriad of symptoms and it's it's complicated for women, yeah. I think, to, to navigate. Um, but on, on the topic of oxytocin, actually, I know I yeah. remember on the phone you mentioned that your, your dog is a big provider of your happiness. God, yes. And there's no better oxytocin rush um, than spending no. time with your dog. So like, when did you get your dog? Yeah, and what is his name? Is it her? Okay, her? so I had two dogs. I had Oscar that yeah. um, has passed away this year. Oh, um, but then I actually um, uh, allowed Ziggy because my daughter bought him with her own money uh -huh. because um, it was a guilt money because we went to um, to L.A. for the, for a summer holiday for three weeks. Yeah. And uh, I was so badly in the menopause with the anxiety and the nausea and mm. everything. I couldn't even do any family trips like, yeah. you know, going to Joshua Tree, doing all these things that everyone had planned. Mm. I just was like, I can't do it. I, I feel sick, guys. I've not slept. I was like that. So mm. my daughter was like sitting into bed with me and I felt so guilty because I didn't join in on any of the holiday things. She said, have you seen this lovely dog? Look at him, <laughs> Mum. He's a wirehead fish lover. I was like, oh, he's lovely. And then I and then night after night of showing me pictures and of me not joining in with the family, mm. then eventually I said, yep, okay. But of course, I knew she was going to be going off to uni in the back of my mind. You get saddled. Anything. <laughs> it was like, you know, I'm sorry, it's guilt money. Here you go, guilt dog. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but it turned out that he 
it saved my life. Yeah. Aww. He's been amazing. I don't know what I would have not done without, what I wouldn't have done with him for the past three years. Yeah. Because he was three in July and that's when it started for me. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're amazing because they keep you in the present moment, don't they? They stop you from overthinking <gasps> yes. things and just touching their fur. Oh my god, touching and looking at yeah. his face, and I just go like that, and I do that, and my daughter does that all the time. So that must be when she has that drug release because she has a habit of biting her tongue. Yeah. So if she touches like me or she someone that she loves yeah. or touches a dog, she goes. Yeah. Like that. And she's done that since she was like three. So sweet. No, I mean, it's the cuddle hormone. That's what they call it. The love hormone. She does that. So yeah. when she like tunnels in me, she goes, yeah. oh, mum, and I see her tongue go out. Yeah. I go, there's the tongue. Yeah. Mm, she does that. So yeah, it must be, re- must that's be. released. Yeah. yeah. So do you have a very close bond with your with your daughter? Yes. Super such a close bond. Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. I'm very proud and, and uh, very... Um, happy mum with her was she very supportive throughout this the menopause 100% stage? Yeah. yeah really supportive yeah because I guess it must be difficult seeing your mum going through a transition and not knowing what it was yeah. and wanting to fix it and wanting to know what the root cause of it was yeah and I think everyone should, should really share with their families I mean talking as my mum used to say a problem shared is a problem made so yeah. you know being and talking so what I did was I got my partner my daughter um, you know, my uh, business partners and I sat them all in a circle and I said, I'm going through the menopause. And then my partner was like, yeah, well, I didn't think you'd had a period for like the last. I said, well, I've got a marina coil. He said, I know, but, you know, not one and, day. And your libido's affected, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. my libido was completely affected. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I basically didn't really want to have sex. I would sort of um, do lots of things to like, to get around not having sex, mm. yeah, and just being intimate. But the word intimate doesn't really come into your head. Mm. So intimate, you stop being intimate because I think if I started cuddling and stroking and holding hands and going for walks and doing all that, my mind would be like, oh, my God, he'll think that you that means that you want to have sex. So mm. you really draw back, which is really dangerous because instead of sharing and say, look, I just want to be intimate, but yeah. I just don't want to. You know, have that, but I still want to cuddle and touch. But then when you get into bed and you start doing that, and then all of a sudden they're turning over and you're like, bang, and you're like, no. (laughs) No, And then it's like, what is this all about? And there's confusing messages. So you need to be really clear. So then Mm. once I made it clear, Mm. then we split up. (laughs) Men. Men. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. I needed the space and the time to do this journey on my own. And that was right for me. Of course, it's not going to be right for everybody. But for me, it was the right time. Mm. And I needed this time for myself and to see where I was coming out. And I'm now like six years into it. And I'm sort of through the other side, as they say. I will not ever stop taking HRT, just so everyone knows. And I take um, What is HRT? So hormone replacement therapy is all it stands for. Right, it comes okay. in many different forms. Yeah. It comes in a synthetic form, yeah. um, which will be um, some have um, just estrogen, some have estrogen and progesterone. It's all depending on your, your periods. And, mm. um, and then there's patches and then there's gel. Mm. So I take a gel, which is called a body, not bio, a body identical. You rub estrogel. Yeah. I rub four pumps on my inner thigh yeah. every day. 
That's all I do. Wow. Four pumps. After four days, I, my night sweats went. Really? I started sleeping. That's powerful. It's very powerful. And it's yeah. a gel. Now, I couldn't get my head around that either. Yeah. I'm rubbing this hormone. This hormone that absolutely will stop me, number one, getting osteoporosis. Number two, get rid of my anxiety. Three, support my pelvic floor. Mm. Um, completely run everything in my life. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow. And then you take I take a oestrogen progesterone tablet at night, which yeah. also calms the body, helps you sleep. Yeah. And that's like the lawnmower. And then it comes along and it shaves and cuts all the grass off, wow. the excess grass. Yeah. And then um, I take testosterone and I do a pea size and I rub it there. Yeah. And that gives you your libido back, gives you the oomph in your step. It's mm. the, the sort of boyish one that gives you the little oomph. Mm. And we make three times as much testosterone as estrogen in our 20s. It's a very powerful, mm. you know, we make these hormone, in hormone, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> we make it in our ovaries and I think we make it in our... Uh, adrenals as yeah. well yeah 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 it just shows how complex the human body I know is. well I've only learned all this this is why it's like I'm on the go all the time learning stuff we're like and a walking laboratory aren't we yeah you know what I mean and yeah. I I didn't ever I thought I never had a brain for keeping all this stuff in and I'm quite mm. shocked at myself now because I'm loving enjoying it mm. never really enjoyed uh, being at school but this is like being at school every day mm. it's sad though because with serotonin for instance you know there's serotonin replacement therapy for people with clinical depression yeah. and it often doesn't work because it's yeah. not as simple as something like that yeah but you know there are ways you can stimulate serotonin in your day today by going to bed a bit earlier eating yeah. the right kind of foods i mean have you found with your nutrition because you know 90 percent of serotonin is made in the gut so do you find good nutrition yeah that's what i was gonna say i'm a really uh big believer in in like we're not allowed to say gut health anymore are oh. we oh i think we are, are we? We? Yeah. Oh, I think we're not. <laughs> oh you're ahead of the curve <gasps> yes you're not allowed to say that anymore it's <laughs> okay. a new word for it right is that yeah i got told the other oh. day you know i had to look that oh. up Oh, yeah. So basically looking after our gut is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I really believe that with everything you, you know, a healthy body is there's, you know, um, just all those foods that like we know that sugar mm. and all those, um, you know, shitty white carbs and everything, just mm. none of that is good for our gut. Mm. And, you know, and a healthy diet just in general, like, so I am pretty vegan, so yeah. I am pretty healthy and I like a plant-based diet and I like everything Your picture to of health, by the way, much just for our listeners. You, you do look incredible. You Thank you. Let us know your secret. <laughs> so it is about that. I think it is, I know, you know what the, the trick is? Yeah. Um... And I think it's just listen to your body. Mm. Like when I eat healthy, I feel better. If I eat shitty food, I feel shitty. But I think that does go back to that gut connection. That does, it, yeah. It's a second brain, isn't it? It is, so yeah. If your gut is in a bad way, then you're not connected. Yeah, and I mind. get in a bad mood when yeah. I eat rubbish. I call it a treat. I don't know why we say a treat when sugar is so not a treat no, and poison. carbs and desserts is poison for our body. And yeah. we are going, oh, it's Sunday. Let's have a treat. Let's have a roast dinner. Let's have a dessert. Yeah. Okay, because I, I went for a Sunday lunch this Sunday. Um, and I had the roast potatoes and I was like, even those, I just started to feel. And then everyone was like, let's have a dessert afterwards. And then I was just like, nope. And then I just thought, no, no, I'm not going to. Not because I, you know, really am strict. It's just because I knew that I'd go in that slump on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And then just want to, f I'd fall asleep in front of the fire mm. and uh, and I'd have no energy to do anything else. Yeah. But anyway. you're just so in touch with your body, clearly, because a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people are medicating themselves all the time, whether it's through booze or, you know, whatever it is for them. And yeah. they've lost that connection. So yeah. it's really good to kind of maybe have a, a, a chance at stripping away those things. Yeah. There's a, a really good 
acronym I learned called Cut the Crap. So caffeine, refined oh. sugar, alcohol, and processed foods. Love that. Yeah, it's good. Cut the it's crap. I love that. that. It's good. Yeah. So yeah. once you cull all those things, then you can slowly reintroduce them and just see what it was. And for me, it was caffeine. Caffeine and I just don't get on. And no, was, I don't. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And yeah, it just took I mean, for me getting yeah. pregnant to learn that. But. Yeah, I don't really like, I, I'll have a cup of coffee now and then, like, mm. but I'm talking about now and then, like, maybe once a week mm. and it's never in the morning mm. it's always I love rooibos tea in the morning nice. love rooibos tea and it's a massive antioxidant and okay. it's amazing um, and it's quite it's like sort of very mm, I don't know snuggly tea I find it rooibos it's yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, then I might have a coffee I mean I did have a coffee yesterday afternoon and I promise you I was enjoying the juice and I ordered a flat white because I had a meeting and it was 3.30 and I thought, I don't know why my brain should have done this because I looked at the board mm. and I went to go for an all green juice. Mm. And then I was, I don't know why. And then I thought, oh no, I'll have a, I'll have a, I know what, I'll have a flat white. And I, after three sips, it hit my stomach and I felt really nausea. Yeah. Yeah. The caffeine, because I wasn't used to it, I was like, oh my God, I had three sips and mm. I felt sick. I'm the same. If I pick up the wrong cup and have a swig, I can tell instantly. Yeah, could yeah. you? So after yeah. three sips and then all of a sudden I sat back and went, oh, I really should have gone yeah. for the green juice. But you know they do those DNA profiling tests Yeah, now. So yeah. I did one of those and oh, it right, showed that yeah. gluten, I'm fine. Dairy, I'm fine. But yeah. I, I'm a very poor metabolizer of coffee. So it really hangs in my hangs system. Hangs in your stomach. Yeah, I yeah. think I am as well. So it's dependent on the individual, yeah. I guess. So talking about self-care rituals. Yes. So I heard on your podcast that you talk about Zen swinging. Yes. Tell me a bit about this. Okay, so there's an amazing guy in LA called the Certified Health Nut, mm. who um, I've been following for a few years now. And he is just the picture of health. And um, last year uh, in January, he does this, um, they do this 10, 20, um, 30, 40 day cleanse. Mm. Did ten days, guys. <laughs> um, still got all the, the stuff in my cupboards. So you do this cleanse. Anyway, he does this cleanse. He did forty days. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, but it, no, that's not fasting. There is food involved. Okay. Don't worry. When I say that, I know it's like it's, when I say forty day fasting. What they're saying is off all those foods that you said. Yeah, you know, caffeine, gluten, caffeine, yeah, yeah, yeah. sugar. And the uh, you have these great drinks, and they are full of grains. You know, quinoa. It's not just juice. Mm. And there's and then you have these special foods. So it's like they say you can have miso soup. You can mm. eat as much cucumber. You can have you know you can saute some kale. You know, as mm. long as you keep it very pure. Yeah. You know, it's just got to be clean foods. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do this for forty days, and I I watched him come out the other side. I said the other side. He just his eyes were the bluest. Anyway, he does these zen swings because you just swing mm. and basically as you're moving it's like when you do the fire breath you know yeah yeah yeah. you do this to you everyone that also cleanses all the blood system when you do the breathing 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 breathe really fast and then yeah. you stop it's like kundalini or wim hof or any of these breathing exercises yeah you know they change if i'm feeling anxious yeah um and you do that breath yeah it puts you into the parasympathetic yes. nervous system fantastic Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did it this morning driving back from the gym. I was stuck in a, and I was just about to go into one about there was a tractor. <laughs> no, not a digger, like a tractor digger in front of me. And I was trying to get from the gym back home. Yeah, I do drive to the gym, shouldn't have said that. Um, and I was like, God. And then I just went, no, what we'll do is we'll just do some <laughs> breathing. Dragon breaths. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. So I did that in the car. But these actually, the movement, you think it's very simple. Yeah. And as you're doing it, we talk, what kind of swing are we talking about? I'm you're doing like a lateral you. motion. Everyone, so. I'm showing. <laughs> okay, so all you do is you're just doing this. Right. 
okay? Yeah. And that moves all the, starts to move all these organs. So you're not well, actually I, sat on a swing, you're just no, doing, no, no, you're just doing that, swinging your arms laterally to the swing. side. Okay. It's a zen swing. <laughs> right. Because I was is. Googling zen swings in Bali with a skull, oh, kind of like, oh, no, this amazing thing. Okay. And it basically cleans, it gets all your organs moving. So it's like an internal massage, isn't it's it? It's an internal massage, yeah. yeah. And then um, go and see him doing them because he's amazing. And it's okay. all proven what they do. And they, they, there's big tribes of these people doing these Zen swings all over America. Yeah. And is it that's all you it. do is just that's that? That's all that it breathing. is. Yeah. That it's and like the breathing. Moving meditation. And uh, yeah, so med- mm. I do a morning meditation 10 minutes every day. You're part of the 5am club, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. I am the <laughs> Nothing to do with raving, is it? No. 5am <laughs> club, gosh. Only if I, you know, I used to dream about having a lie-in. I've never laid in in my life. Is that I am like, today I was up at 439. Does that affect it? Does your yeah. brain just not Well, want to yeah. Up? So I'm very exhausted at night, so basically as you know, so the in the morning my cortisol levels are really high. Yeah. They are through the roof. Mm. So I my I wake up like that wide awake and can mm. do anything within 3 seconds. Yeah. Like, go on my computer, look through the emails, do the thing, da-da-da. I'm a bit like you. My yeah. friends used to think I was bonkers. It's yes. It would be worse if we'd had a night out. I'd be up and yeah, I'd be yeah, like, me too. I'd have to go and run it off. Yeah, it was kind of I mad. can't. I, there's no way. People who lie into 10, like, I hate you. Yeah. God. And yeah. I'd always wake up with a hangover because I couldn't sleep it off. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Even if I went to bed at like 3 in the morning, yeah. I'd still be up at 6. It would be up yeah, at 6. Yeah. Wouldn't sleep until 11 or 10, yeah. no. Yeah. So I'm. Exactly, so today, yeah. I, was, I fell asleep last night. Um... Anyway, I get into bed about nine and um, I sort of read, look at a few things. All right, I'm going to say I look at my phone and then I put it out my room because I try not to have anything with a blue light in yeah. my room because we Good know that that hygiene. Yeah, yeah, gets in the way of all our um, hormones and especially for women. Yeah, you know your iPad, your you know your phone, your TV, whatever. Try and keep everything out. Mm. And also, I have Shung Night around my room which is this oh. crystal from Russia, okay. which basically uh, attracts all EMF. Right. And it's found in one um, quarry. And they basically use the Shungnite to make tiles in like cancer hospitals and stuff because nothing can go through it. Mm. Yeah, it's oh, very good. So I'm very a pyramid, I have a triangle around me at night. Yeah. It's really, you sleep, I sleep so much better. Wow. Yeah. And CBD. Is and a I've CBD, and it's a big part. So yeah, so CBD, I... Um, Came off my antidepressants right. last year, the year before. And I uh, discovered uh, CBD. My girlfriend, one of my best friends, she's a makeup artist, Angie Parker, came to stay with me from New York. And, of course, we're best friends. We used to live in Portobello Road, like, many years ago um, in the early 80s. And so she was like, just share my bed every night. And every night I was like, what is it? And she's taking these drops every night. And I was like, well, I want some of that. What is it? What yeah, is yeah. it? She's like, oh, it's CBD. Don't you take it? I said, no, no. And she said, no, you need to take it. So she stayed with me for about 10 days. Mm. After 10 days, I started to feel sleep like a baby, sleep like a baby. And then you take it in the morning and mm. you you basically start to feel relaxed, like your the anxiety started to go there. Mm. So then I started to become... Um, look up CBD um, and um, I found someone who had a company and of course I believed in it so much so Mm. I basically bought the company so now I have the M blend which is um, I have it's for anybody Uh, anything so basically how it works we have two glands in our body we have CBD Mm. one and CBD two yeah 
and cannabinoids already yeah. lie dormant. So when you take this, it's like taking your vitamins. It's not anything because the THC is 0.03%. And that's the stuff that gets you high. That's the stuff that gets you high and that changes your mood, the mood yeah. altering part of it. You need a tiny bit like when you have black pepper with turmeric, you need it to get yeah. into the system. But you take it every day. So it's a build up. And then eventually whatever it is, it's five days, 10 days, 21 days. Mm. And then it's released. Now your body releases it to where it needs to go. So my mm. aching joints went, my anxiety went, my sleep patterns mm. helped. So my melatonin levels were uh, very low just from being this age that I am. So this started to help with my sleep. Mm. My cortisol levels would be high in the morning. And of course, that can make me feel quite anxious. So then that would bring that down. So I was able mm. to rebalance my whole life with two tiny drops mm. under my tongue. That's amazing because a lot of people think it's a placebo and they don't believe it will work. No. But it depends. I think you have to have a symptom. Like for me, I used to get jitters before doing a public yeah. talk. And actually, I, used to, oh, I still do take a few drops before I yeah. go on stage. And it just quells, quells. the butterflies. Yeah, you see. It really so does work for really me. Do, I'm going to send you some of mine. Okay. And great. I've got, yeah, and I have. You've the, got gummies as well. Yeah, I've got vegan um, or organic. Um, no sugar gummy bears okay yeah and they're amazing so you can give them to children i give cbd to my dog yeah um you know you can give these gummy bears to children you can just have them in your handbag and and take like you take that before you go on stage yeah of course the the under the tongue we know that it it gets into the blood system a lot quicker yeah of course if you take a gummy bear you a lot of it is used up in in uh processing it and digesting it in the stomach yeah you don't get the full benefit so if you really do want the full benefit Mm. you know and the CBD is available in my shop on megsmenopause.com. Cool. I have to have a look at that. Yeah. Um, we're actually doing a CBD yoga event. Where I'd Are love you to come along next week. It's a candle lit class. Oh, wow. Uh, Core Collective in St. John's Wood. Yeah. And it's uh, we just take a couple of drops before we start. <gasps> wow. And then afterwards we're having CBD infused non-alcoholic drinks. Oh, so it's, I'm going to come along. It's an exploration of the yeah. idea. Because, you know, a lot of people are just curious. They want to see if it yeah. works for them and, and doing it in a kind of controlled Yeah, environment. Like and then yeah. also that's the reason why I did CBD and put it to my name because yeah. I know that I when um, my friend Angie went back to America, mm. I tried to go out and look, where do I go? What do mm. I buy? Some of it, it is ex- good stuff is expensive. It can be like £70 yeah. or whatever for a little thing like this. And then I saw, oh God, that's only, that's only £12 in Holland and Barrett. Mm. And it was like, well, yeah, of course it is, because it's like having a hemp sack. It's, there was no yeah. CBD in it. So, um, you know, eventually I found this guy, and I found him by, mis- by mistake. We found each other by mistake, because I ordered some from him, and he sent me the wrong one. So he called me up. Do you know, leave mm. your phone number. He said, oh, my God, I'm just calling you. I didn't know it was me. And he yeah. said, I'm really sorry. I've sent you the wrong one. Yeah. Um, so you may just keep that. And I said, it was another order for somebody. And I mm. went, oh, why well, I've got you on the phone really thinking of doing my own range and he was like yeah what do you want I went oh I want chocolate chip mint I want <laughs> orange flavored I want a spray I want a hand cream I want a spray for for hot legs and joints at yeah. night you know yeah. when you're not sleeping and he was like yeah we can do it all yeah so it's hot legs a thing as well do you get like itchy? yeah you get sort of hot achy legs I yeah. don't know whether that is just um part of the menopause yeah, that you yeah. lie there you do you feel stiff as a board when you wake mm. up in the morning it's just yeah. oh, it's a nightmare yeah well it's really having a moment now and it's probably a good thing yeah. isn't it because people can really benefit yeah I think you know I had never knew that I mean you know they will say it's about timing but I mean I didn't know when I you know 2017 when I set mm. this up mm. and, and I designed my products while I was lying in my bed that you know that the men that 
that it was ever going to take off. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, now you get like CBD cupcakes. You get all I know, sorts. It's don't gone you? Mad. Yeah, it's yeah. CBD world mad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, kind of talking about fitness now and endorphins. Yeah. So, you spoke to me on the phone about how you don't really like to get too revved up. It's all about just leveling your mood. Yeah. So you yeah. don't you don't go in for these classes that really kind of rev you up and get because I guess it's a lot of cortisol oh. going through your body as yeah, well as endorphins. It's, yeah. And endorphins are just masking pain yeah. after all. Yeah. So I'm glad that you said that yeah. because. Uh, I was just chatting on the phone to someone about that because I was just a bit like, oh, what should I do? Should I get, you know, I've just mm. taken up running, as everyone sort of knows, if yeah. you follow me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just really enjoying that. So I'm, at the moment, I'm just on a running frenzy. Not frenzy, that's the wrong word, completely wrong word, because I only run like, um, so um, like 3K to 5K, but I don't yeah. do 5Ks all the time. I just basically do run for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. So I don't know how much that, how long that is. Depends how fast you're running. I sort of change mine. So at the moment, I'm, I used to run outside, mm -hmm. but with the darkness and then um, a nightmare with my with running with Ziggy because you can't, you have to stop and you have to start. Oh, and, away. and then it's away. <laughs> and then my great, lovely running trainers is in the mud because yeah. I've had to go and pick something up that he's left me. <laughs> And of course, I've got to pick it up, and then it's right over there, and I'm sludging through all the mud. Yeah. And then, I'm and like, then you're out of the training. zone, aren't you? Yeah. Just, yeah. So, what I've been doing this week is Monday and Tuesday, I've done it both. Days. I just went to my gym at um, 7 a.m., yeah. and then I ran and then came back at 7.30 and then took Ziggy to the park at 8. Yeah, and then that's his time. That's his time. And yeah. then I was walking, and it was so much better because you're right, you know, stopping and starting and everything. And he wants to sniff other dogs, and yeah. I'm like, I want to run. And it's, yeah. you know, and it's not, it's his time, it's his walk, yeah. and he wants to play with the dog so I have to stop and I know that I'm going right what come on hurry up I yeah. can't stop on the stop <laughs> yeah so jog on the spot Meg yeah so you're right yeah. yeah yeah but do you find then so you don't want to go beyond the 5k because you don't want to get into that no, stressful no state. no no I can't do I'm not I don't really like working out yeah it's a struggle for me. Mm. Uh, everyone sees me and they say, oh, my God, we see you and everything. I, it's, I'm not one of these people that that just has to do it every day. If I can get out of doing it, I make myself do it yeah. because I know um, the the uh, running and the weight training is brilliant for my osteopenia yeah. now because I'm not osteoporosis anymore, guys. Oh. So I do know that I've come out of the red in a year. Yeah from taking the estrogel, yeah. from doing weights, yeah. from looking at my diet, that I've managed to get out the red and onto the onto the border of yellow and green, which is amazing because it was something I was very frightened about. Yeah. And I was in the red for a few, quite a few years. Right. And it is the silent killer. And one out of two women in the UK will get about osteoporosis. Yeah, no, that is frightening. Yeah. So are you a big fan of yoga and Pilates? Kind of um, no. No? <laughs> nope. Pilates, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do Pilates. Um, and But I do it on a reformer or I, or I do a class. Mm. Um, do you find having ADHD that it's hard to slow yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is quite hard to slow down. My but, husband's got it. And so yeah. I've kind of seen the whole time we've been together. He's he's a, he's kind of learned how to cope. He surfs a lot. That's yeah, like channeling, channeling it. it. Yeah. yeah, you have to find ways of channeling it. So mine is like the dog. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I my... Uh, concentration so like you know a, a workout or going you know if I do if I'm doing the yoga maybe 20 minutes later I'm like looking around the room yeah. you know so I need to do something that I know that is going to keep my mind occupied mm. so with Pilates um you know if I've got an instructor I can just do it and not really think which is quite good and yeah. then I can get through that mm. but it's um so I try to mix it up a bit so I'll probably do Pilates like once or twice a week and then the uh, the weights I do twice a week, and then the running I sneak in. Yeah. 
now and then, yeah. Yeah. So I think you just might... Also, you know what? I mug things up. I don't like to know what I'm going to be doing really yeah. the next couple you of days. Yeah, you want to keep them interesting, yeah. Yeah, you know, if I wake up... So how do we know? And this is another thing I've learned to read my body. You know, you've got to booked in doing weights. Then how do you know tomorrow if I'm going to really feel like doing weights? I might mm. not feel very strong that day. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have different days. Mm. That's so why I think class pass is so good. I don't yeah, I've got it. a car, yeah, class pass. Fun, yeah, because I go to Mosaic in Chalk Farm and it's £35 yeah. for the yeah. month. Yeah. It's all your classes, the gym, yeah. Pilates, whatever you want there. Yeah. It's all, it's all included. You can just experiment a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you just wake up that morning and then you know what you feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But so you mentioned on your podcast before that you you really you want to just find that level balance state. You're yeah. not like looking for those thrills anymore. And is, no. it, is that something that you learn with age? Um, yeah, I think so because I think that I thought that um, you know that you know you're only exciting if you're like fully on the go. And I used to think that my ADHD, I used to think I was just the best multitasker, right? Like superpower. Yes, <laughs> but I thought it was. But now I know that I actually have to say to people. No, brain overload, brain overload. I can't take any more information today, guys. It's usually about four o'clock. Yeah. And then that's me out. So everyone knows four o'clock. My phone goes off at six. Mm. I don't speak to anybody. That's good. Because, um, yeah, I can't. I mean, of course, if if a nurse, if it was a nurse would text me, you know, call me or whatever. Yeah. Then, yeah, of course I would. But I, I don't talk on the phone. I do most of my phone calls first thing in the morning with all my girlfriends and whoever I need to speak to. Yeah. But by four o'clock onwards I've learned I need to I need to calm down. I'm up there. Yeah. Need to level out. Take time for myself, take mm. a bath, have lots of Epsom salt, mm. nice clean food, lots of lots of nice herbal yeah. teas. And that's my downtime. And if I go to bed like that mm. and put that in before I go to bed, um, I need to calm before I get into bed. There's no use of me just taking my clothes off, my makeup, boom, yeah, and yeah, into yeah. bed. Yeah, because you can exhaust your adrenals yes. as well, can't you? It's all it's Yeah, all so I know. And then the other good thing is what I do is the minute I get in, so say it's a four or whatever, or I get in from you and I'm, yeah. I am going out for a supper, but it's 6.15 because mm. I like early suppers. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I would get in and I'd take my makeup off. Mm. But the minute I get in, so I know I'm never not going out again, then I take my makeup off yeah. and then I might have a shower or bath, uh, cover myself in lavender oil from head to toe. And um, and then make some really nice supper, mm. and that's me. That's amazing. Yeah. So bringing it back to the menopause. Yes. So what tips do you have for the the younger generations that you know probably think it's not not for them right yeah. now, but it's coming? Like what what tips okay. can you offer them? So just a little uh, put a, a little statistic for you ladies that one in a thousand women will start in their thirties, mm. and one in a hundred from the age of forty to forty five. So it's something that women um, should just keep an eye on because my best friend, who's a mother IVF, I think, on um, on Instagram, I mean, she started rounds of IVF at the age of 42 and 43. And on her third round, she'd gone into peri. Mm, that's the beginning Be- stage. Beginning, yeah. which meant that her eggs were not good enough to do the IVF. Wow. So from that, so that was that was a shock to all of us because mm. I was even like, oh my god! I was like, wow! Mm. And so um, she had an egg donor, and she went to Denmark. She's got an amazing, lovely little boy now, and she had the egg and the sperm donor. And um, but you know that was a shock to all of us. Yeah, so that was my best friend, and I was yeah. like, oh, what? Yeah, you, you, were you, were you joking? What do you mean you can't? They said no. I went and did the test, and they said, my god, it's not good enough. Mm. They don't want to do. They won't do IVF. Mm. So you know you're. My eggs are are not 
young anymore sort of mm. thing. So also for women out there who don't really know what peri is. So then she came back going, they've told me I'm perimenopausal. What's that, Meg? So I had to explain to her, mm. you know, what it was. And um, so that's from 40 to um sort of 45, you know, women are at work, they're doing their careers, they're not really thinking, maybe I'll get pregnant, maybe I'll get pregnant. Really mm -hmm. have to, you know, take it on board if you are wanting to start a family. Yeah. That more women, so one in 100, and it's a lot of women. It's a lot. You know, it yeah, is yeah. high. So I now know, because I kept a diary when I was like 48, 49, that when I was peri, that I know that, um, I was feeling this. I can put these feelings down to when in my early 40s, mm. when I used to feel out of sorts, I used to think, God, I'm feeling a bit anxious. Oh, my God, I'm mm. feeling a bit low. Oh, I feel a bit hot. Um, oh, my God, have another glass of wine. You shouldn't be feeling like that. You, you, you've got a great, you've got this, you've got that. Why are you feeling all this? Yeah. You know, no, no, you're not allowed to feel like this. You're mm. only this. You're for, you know, that's what I was telling myself. Yeah. I didn't know about it, mm. and I wish I had. Yeah. Because I just thought, why am I feeling like this? I shouldn't be feeling like this. Mm. You and know? that's why you've set up Meg's Menopause. So it yeah. is an online website, a yeah. community, uh, where you speak to people about all yes. these issues. And you've got an amazing podcast where you interview like kind of osteos and doctors yeah. and really kind of get to grips with the condition. Yeah, but I'm just going to put it out there yeah. that Meg's Menopause podcast, the last one went out this week. Right. Um, and um, in January, um, you will look out for me. I will be on um, Women's Radio yeah. and in um, Covent Garden, and we'll be starting that. We'll be having a radio show, and I'll be doing it with Carolyn there, who has um, her show, which is called, again, The Mother the Mother's Hour Show. Okay, cool. So I'll be doing that with her in conjunction with her and then we'll be getting the Meg's menopause back on board there. But together yeah. we'll be on there together talking Mother's Hour Show, which we'll be talking about menopause and mothers and everything. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Because this lovely girl, Carolyn, she has triplets. Wow. And she has, I think it's a teenager as well. My gosh. Yeah, so yeah. she, at the age of 50, Mother Nature sort of went sort of pump and gave her three eggs in one go. Wow. Yes. And that wasn't an IVF no, situation? No, no, no. And no. this is the second woman that I've, that I've met yeah. this year. yeah. That basically, at the end, I've, I've read about this, that at yeah. the end, uh, Mother Nature just, when you're coming to the end, as we know we only have so many eggs, yeah. that two women I know age 50, so she's 53, so yeah. she has three triplets, and yeah. Mother Nature just went bang. Oh. She's also got an 18-year-old. Oh, my goodness. And she's a gorgeous model, and she's an wow. amazing woman. Yeah. And so this is quite amazing. So she's got, you know, she's got the mums at that end that are yeah. all peri and perimenopausal, and then she's got all the all young mums at the other end. Yeah. So it's really fun doing the, the show with her. She's She's amazing, yeah. and so we're going to carry this on in the new year. Yeah, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be. So we'll be covering yeah. all motherhood, talking about teenagers. She'll be talking about her triplets, yeah. you know, and then I'll be talking about menopause. So it's just going to... It's going to be amazing. We're going to hook yeah. up everything in one show. Great. Well, this is going to air probably January. So okay, that's great. Great. Cool. Good. Thank you, Hattie, for having me. I love you. the name, Hattie. Thank you.